0: I hope you're not offended for me saying it, but Merry Christmas. And I hope you're not offended that I said, I hope you're not offended because it's a holiday and it's a holiday that I celebrate. And it's a holiday that I celebrate in the United States, which has a very public secular celebration of it. And no, this is not going to be an episode on the war on Christmas or any such claptrap as that, because there isn't one. Well, there was, but it was led by the Protestants back in England after the Civil War. The English Civil War, that is. Look into it. Christmas was outlawed. But (laughs) this is about the winter solstice and why, at this time of year, we celebrate Life Day. Well, maybe I shouldn't have said that either. Let's talk about it on today's Project Shadow. Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my latest book, Crucify My Love, which is out everywhere and makes a wonderful holiday present for any of the holidays that you celebrate. And I want to talk about why we have so many celebrations of light this time of year. What is it about the, this time of year that makes it so special? Well, Specifically, I'm going to be talking about what makes it so special in the Northern Hemisphere. But we'll get into that more in a minute. If you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It does help out a lot. It tells the algorithms to share the podcast with more people. The more people that listen, the bigger the community, the bigger the community, the better chance we have of actually communicating with each other. And after all, that's why I do this podcast in the first place. Thank you to everyone who's already done that. So... Why do we all celebrate the winter solstice? And when I say all, you can find winter solstice celebrations, often not by that name, in virtually every culture that I've studied. Why? What what is so important about right now? Well, technically, the important day was either, depending on the year, the 21st or the 22nd, which is the actual solstice. And that is the day that the night is longest. And after that day, the sun begins to return. And we can talk about our ancestors, and we will here at the beginning, but we're also going to be talking about us and why it is still important for us today. See, I'm not going to go off into a religious rant about this faith or that faith or the other faith. I want to talk just broadly, culturally, about why this time of year is important and it's because of the darkness and the darkness grows and grows and grows from the equinox to the solstice and here on the darkest day of the year it's cold outside the leaves have fallen depending on where you are the grass is an unhealthy shade of gold or brown People huddle together for warmth, because we are clustered together, disease spreads more quickly. Even in our modern world, this is flu season for a reason, because we're closer to each other and can transmit much easier. And so here we are, in this time of year, in the darkness. And you can see how our ancestors, once they noticed, that there is a date that recurs annually that is the darkest day of the year, after which the sun returns, they would celebrate. For soon, it would be spring. Soon, they would be able to plant their crops to survive for another year. Soon, they would have warmth back and would be able to go about their lives much, much easier. But for us today, we have other problems. Yes, we have to worry about the cold killing us, because we live in a capitalist society that forces us to pay for energy and fuel, and not everyone can do that. And so, the night is cold and full of terrors. There are some of us who don't have homes, and live out on the streets where the cold takes them in the middle of the night, and sometimes even sooner. Yes, the cold is always there. But it also affects us in other ways, as the light diminishes and as our exposure to the sun goes away, our moods shift. And I'm not just talking about those with seasonal affective disorder, which is a real and terrible problem, but all of us feel that lull coming into our lives, which is why we celebrate with bright lights and festive colors. Why do you think the colors of the season are green and red? They are the colors of ripe fruit and verdant fields. These are the colors that we surround ourselves with so that we can remember that life was here and will one day return. We surround ourselves with twinkling lights as much as we can, to remind us that the light will return, that the world will come back to its normal state. And even though we're not living in the world of our ancestors, where we feared that the sun would not return, or we prayed that the sun itself would return, every year we wonder when the sun will come back, because the cold and the darkness robs from us that little bit of joy that we once had in our hearts. We feel that darkness creeping in, in our moods and in our lives. Sometimes we isolate ourselves from others, and that isolation is dangerous. And so we concoct reasons to celebrate. And I'm not just talking about Christmas parties, or Hanukkah parties, or Kwanzaa events, or pick a celebration that takes place this time of year. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about other excuses. Let's have a Black Friday where we all go out and buy things for ourselves. Why? Because the capitalistic machine must chug on and it must make profit. But also because we get a dopamine rush from buying things. Buying things feels good. And it helps us to escape the doldrums of our lives. And while I'm not saying that going into massive debt every year as a part of an annual orgy of consumerism is a good thing, and you can see why it is that we do it, because we need to feel good, we need to feel better, we need to feel like we have a future. Because as the darkness creeps in and it gets darker and colder, earlier and earlier, a lot of those moments that we would normally have are taken from us. This is a dangerous time of year, and we know it. And so we seek comfort wherever we can find it. And thus, even in our secular age, where we have tried to demystify and take all the magic out of the world, we celebrate in our own ways. And that can be through the international gripe fest of when is it appropriate to put up decorations or to play Christmas music. It can be the game of how long can you go before hearing Last Christmas. Any of these things they're part of our culture they're part of who we are and they are that part of that thing that holds us together and reminds us that the light is coming back because we do them every year and in that annual celebration we are connected to our community to each other and to the past we bring up traditions and if you're anything like my family you talk about when great-grandma did this or great-grandpa did that. And you remember those who came before. This is a time of memory. This is a time of making memories. This is a time of togetherness because together we are warm and alone we are cold. We try to scare the sadness away as much as we can. We have festive foods We have festive drinks. We break out the eggnog and the buttered rum. We celebrate. And we should celebrate. No matter what we celebrate. It could be something as simple as life itself. It could be as wonderful as the return of the sun. Or it could be whatever particular faith you practice tells you is important about this time. Because the stories that we tell ourselves are what make us who we are. I've talked about this on the show so many times, but it is vitally important for us to understand those traditions, those celebrations that are occurring around you, whether you participate in them or not, they are the stories of your culture. And if they don't resonate with you, find a new story. Maybe to you, this is the time that the Grinch tried to steal Christmas and we all learned that Christmas was not something that you could buy in a store, that it would come as long as we stood hand in hand and heart to heart. Maybe that's why you're here. Maybe that's why you're celebrating. It doesn't matter to me exactly what the cause of your celebration is, what story you tell yourself, as long as you tell yourself A story of joy, and happiness, and togetherness that helps you understand your place in this mad and crazy world, and helps you connect to those around you better. Because the worst story we can tell ourselves is the lie that we are alone. This is a time of memories. Of remembering our ancestors and our history, of remembering our traditions and why they are important to us. But it's also an important time to start looking forward. We look back over the year that was and ask ourselves what did we do that was important, that was good, that was meaningful, that I should continue doing? What should I continue and what should I let go? What should I hold on to and what should I send away? These are questions that we all naturally ask this year, whether or not we do New Year's resolutions or not. Because it's a new calendar year, 2019 is going away and 2020 is around the corner. And here we are in the middle, in that vacant place where we're starting to wonder what the new year will hold. For some of us, we're thinking about the political debates that are coming and the campaign season that is almost upon us. For some others, we're thinking about our businesses and how they will get through. For some, we're thinking about our family and their health and how long they will be with us. And all of these things, and all of the memories that we're <laughs> brought up, and all of the things that we are questioning whether or not we should do in the year to come, It's time for us to start making goals and plans. Because we all know instinctively that if we don't have a plan, then we don't have a future. Because if we bumble forward, who knows where we'll end up. And if we make a plan, we can at least pretend that we know where we're going. Because let's face it, plans are there to fall apart. Because that's what they do. So don't think that I'm saying that plans are perfection. They, they really aren't. But if we don't make them, if we don't set goals for ourselves, if we don't tell ourselves those important stories about what we want to do in the year to come, and they may sound superficial to some, to lose weight, to build up our strength, to sell more books, to grow a podcast audience, to whatever you're doing, get your restaurant more visitors. Make more friends. Spend more time with the friends that you have. Whatever your plans are this year, whatever your goals are this year, in the year to come, don't just make goals. I've talked about this before on the podcast, and I'm going to hammer this home until people get it. Goals are useless. Plans are helpful because they give us steps towards our goal that we can work for. But what matters most is story because that's how our brains work. We thrive on stories. Stories shape us, mold us, and guide us in the paths that we will walk and the ways we will go forward. So if you're not telling yourself a story about what you're going to do this coming year, you're less likely to actually achieve it. You're less likely to actually do it because a goal in and of itself is an isolated thing that floats alone in a sea of cold water and ice. And you have to get into that cold water to get there. And who wants to do that? But when we tell ourselves a story, when we put it as part of the narrative of our lives, then it has a connection to other things. It has a point. It has a purpose. It has an opportunity to be something that we actually do. When I say something like, I want to sell more books, well, that's meaningless. What does that mean? (laughs) Okay, I could run some more ads, I could do this, that, or the other thing. I could just write more books, because the more books that I have out, the more individual copies that they will sell when added all up in a bundle. But what does that mean? Because my goal's not really the money. And don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I don't need the money and I don't want the money. Well, I do have issues with capitalism as a whole. I still live in that system and have to cope with the requirements it places upon me. But what that actually means is I want to find readers. I want to share my stories and my universe with a wider audience and a bigger group of people. I want to find ways... To have more people see the work that I'm doing and participate in it. And hopefully find joy in it. Because I love these stories. I love them with all my heart. And I want other people to see them as well. So what I'm really saying is I want to find more opportunities to tell my stories. More places to share them. More ways to invite others into the worlds that I built. And now that I have the basics of a narrative, I can start building that out and fleshing that out. How can I tell my stories better? How can I reach more people with the stories that I tell? And this gives me guidance because some of those ways may not be monetized. Because just making money isn't the goal. It's having readers. It's having people that will participate with the stories in some way, even if it's just reading them. And so now I can start constructing this narrative. And I know that I will be building up my world anvil. And I know that I will be doing this and I will be doing that because those are the ways that I can tell my story in different ways to reach more people. My story gives purpose gives meaning gives direction gives guidance and that's what i recommend you find in your own goals find the story that gives them meaning and purpose and connects them to your life because book sales that's out there and that's uh, that's worrying about money and all of those things that i don't want to be worrying about because i have enough concerns about that already But when I think about the community that I want to build and the readership that I want to have, the questions change, the guidance changes, because the story has changed. And that's why stories matter. Ask yourself, what story are you trying to tell with your life? And that's what this time of year is perfect for. The sun has died and the new sun is rising. We're in the interim between the years. What are you going to do? What tale are you going to tell yourself? What glorious adventure are you going to go on? And when you start to see your life this way, and you start to reimagine what you're doing as part of an adventure, part of a tale, then, yes, there are ups, there are downs, there's good and there's bad. But through it all, You see a through line that you can hold on to, that you can push forward on. And as obstacles come up, you know what you have to do. Like any character in any story, you have to do whatever you can to overcome those obstacles to keep moving forward. And that doesn't necessarily make it easier, but it does give it context. And context is the one thing that I think we want more than anything else. That's why we sometimes feel disconnected. We feel alone. We feel isolated because we have separated ourselves from our context, from where we are and who we are with. Our story doesn't include other people in the way that it should. Our stories don't fill us with joy. Find a story that fills you with joy. That's what this time is about. That's what this season is about. And if you find that story, I'm not promising you that you will achieve the glorious end that you're plotting for yourself, because in life we are all pantsers, even if we have a plot, because sometimes the characters have other ideas from what we have. But you'll at least feel connected to the events that are coming around you, and at least you'll have some context to put them in. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and again, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. If you enjoyed this episode and you haven't already, please do take a moment to rate it. It really does help out a lot. And I am going to be doing special episodes between now and New Year's about you know things that I liked this year. So hopefully you'll find those interesting. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd like to hear discussed on the show, in the show notes you'll find a link to the voice me- message system you click that link, keep it short, keep it clean so I can use it on the show, I would love to hear from you. If you'd rather hit me up on social media, I am C.E. Dorset on both Twitter and Instagram. You can find links to everything that I do at ProjectShadow.com. If you've got a buck you can pass my way, in the show notes you'll find a link to both the listener support and my Patreon. It really does help out more than you know, even if it's just a dollar a month. Thank you to everyone who does that. You've helped me get this new audio software, which I think is making the podcast sound a lot better. And I'm I'm trying to improve this so that it's the best that it can be for you. If you don't have any money right now, or you don't feel like giving, that's perfectly all right. But if you know somebody you think would like this podcast or anything that I do, please share it with them. That helps out immensely as well. It's been a crazy year, and we're going to be talking about that in the year in review as we go forward towards New Year's. I just want to say once once again, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, and I hope that all of your wishes come true. Until next time, don't forget, have the fun. Bye.